are our children supposed to be prepared for the challenges of the real world if they are not supposed to go to college? You could take the word college out of the equation. How do you prepare your child for the real world, period? And I'll explain to you the context of the question. The, the so-called real world that we live in is a whirlwind. It's, it's, it's like living in a, a hurricane or a volcano. You're being torn in a thousand directions. And the only thing that seems absolutely clear to people when you live in a world which is as complex as the one we live in is that you have to survive, stay alive. And um, there's no doubt that a serious part of staying alive and surviving is to make a living, is panasa. But the whole point of the Rebbe, right? And let's bring the word college back into the question. The whole idea that the Rebbe wants us to appreciate child rearing in the context of preparing our children to make a living. And child rearing means the kind of child, the kind of adult you want your child to be is that our children should not survive in the whirlwind of the real world. Our children should not be in that place that all they're trying to do is stay alive, but that they should live. That living is not about Panas at all. That living is all about what they are. Period. And this is what Chinuch really means. This is what the Rebbe is trying to teach us. You know, in the old country, it was simple. That when you raise a child, you taught him to be Jewish. That's what education was. Panasa was something you dealt with when you reached that point in life. In America, there is an obsession with Panasa. It's a career is a getchke in America. Panasa is a getchke in America. Money is a getchke in America. And we live in America. But we're Jews. And we're Hasidim. And we have a Rebbe. And we're very fortunate for that. And the Rebbe is trying to impress upon us what we need to do to raise our children to be Jews, not survivors. And that is the context of the question. In other words, what the question is saying is, um, I, I hope it's not an attack on me, first of all, because I, I hope I'm not speaking my own words. I really believe I'm speaking the words of the Rebbe. I'm just repeating them. I, I am in no position to offer anybody any opinions on such questions because I'm not, I'm, I'm not a big enough chassid and I'm certainly not a smart enough person. The Rebbe says these things unequivocally and repeatedly, over and over again. So the question really is, we need to do two things for our children, to raise Jews and to raise people who can live in Elam Hazar. How do we do both together? And it's a very complicated, it's a very complicated question, and the answer is a very complicated answer. And the short of the answer is, it is a lot easier to survive in this world than to be a Jew in this world. It's certainly a lot easier to survive in this world than to be a lachatchila Jew in this world, a chassidish Jew in this world. What that means is a person whose priority in his life is his Yiddishkeit and his family and his kindness and what he gives for others. To teach those values is much more difficult and much deeper than to teach a person a skill in making a living because the skill of making a living relates to us on a very chitanyas dika level. It's a survival idea. The skill of being a Yid and a Chassid is a very pnimious idea. And to transmit this to the next generation in such a way that the next generation experiences these values the way we do, with joy, as something which they're not stuck with 
and imprisoned by, but something which is their real self. And young people have a much harder time than older people understanding the very words, wisdom, let alone appreciating living wisdom. And that's what this is about. This is communicating to our children that life is about being humble and wise and good and with faith, with faith, against the backdrop of the so-called real world in which we live, which is so tumultuous and so schlepping in so many directions and so nerve-wracking, so unsettling, is a very complicated question. But you can't ask one half of the question without asking the other half of the question. And you have to ask them both together. When you ask them both together, just the way the question is framed, or the way the question is phrased, is, is half the answer. There's an old expression. When a person asks a question wisely, the question is an answer. When the question is presented as, as though someone else is dictating to you as a parent, or you as a young adult, that you're not allowed to send your son to college, your daughter to college, can't go to college, so the impression of the question is that somebody else is imposing their will on you. You want to do something different. And somebody else is making you do it. So the question becomes, okay, how am I su- supposed to survive according to your rules? But that's not what this is. At least I hope it's not what this is. Because we are Hasidim and we have a Rebbe. And uh, one of the things about the Hasid Rebbe relationship is there's no kfir, no one's forcing anybody. This is a choice. We choose to be Hasidim, we choose to be Lubavitch. We choose to follow the Rebbe, and we choose to take him very seriously, as he takes himself and he takes us and our children seriously. So when you understand, when you frame the question, not as how my kids supposed to survive if they're sheltered, but you frame the question as how can I prepare my child to be a yid and to live in the world? The very phrasing of the question is, to a great degree, part of the answer. You know, there's there's this book from a Reformed rabbi, or an Orthodox rabbi, uh, whose name was Herbert Weiner, who had a very special relationship with the Rebbe. You've seen a lot of him on Jem. But he he wrote several articles, long articles about Lubavitch in the 50s, and he had many opportunities to talk to the Rebbe Barichis. In the 50s, the Rebbe was very available, and he took full advantage, and he published his private discussions. And one of the questions that he asks the Rebbe he has the following question. He, when he came to Lubavitch, he wanted to hang around 770. He wanted to meet the, the Bachar. He wanted to get to know them. And the way I understand it, that they were a bit reluctant <laughs> for him to hang around 770. But he insisted. So they set him up at a Chavrusa. I, I heard, I don't know if it's true, but I heard that Chavrusa was Rabbi Avram Shemtiv, who was probably 17 or, 19 or 18 years old. And they learned together for several weeks. And... Um, at the end of that time, he went into a second Yechidus to the Rebbe, and he hung around with the Bachar, and you have to read the description of how he's sitting in a Fabrengen, and one Bachar is sitting here, another Bachar is sitting here, and they're preaching, you know, today Lubavitch's language is, is Mashiach, yeah, then the language was Eneid Mulvade, Akta Hashem. So he told the Rebbe in his subsequent Yechidus, and he says it in his, in his interviews, you see in the gem, but, but you can read it in his book, and in the articles, that he feels like the Barcham and 770 are a bit naive. In other words, a young adult, a kid who's 20, 21, 22, 22, 24, typically has a lot of inner stress, a lot of inner tension. 
he doesn't explain why that inattention exists, but I'm going to explain the reason for that inattention is because they're already adults and they don't yet have a life. You know, they're smart enough to understand that they have to take care of themselves and uh, they're not yet in a position to take care of themselves because they're not self-reliant, self-sufficient. So there's a stress. So he says to the Rebbe that he finds an Ayivete, an Ayivet he calls it, in the Bachrim, that they seem very, very innocent, very pure at an age. They're not kids anymore, they're adults. That you would expect them to have a certain inner stress. And the word that he uses is Kera. Kera is a Hebrew word for a split, a spout. So he asked this question of the Rebbe, and the answer that the Rebbe gave him was this. It's, an, it's, a, it's a serious answer. The answer the Rebbe gave him was that he says, these Bachrim are not naive at all. And the proof is that these Bachrim are going to pick themselves up and move to the edges of the earth and build, uh, build Moises Chabad, Chabad houses, and so on and so forth. You can't be naive, you can't be with your head in the sand and make uh, changes in the real world. What the Rebbe says to him, what you're seeing in them is that the reason they seem naive to you is because they don't have a kera, they don't have an inner split. In other words, young adults have a lot of stress, a lot of tension because they're torn. They're being pulled in different directions. These boys, that I've said to him, have a clear path. They know what they want and where they're going. And although they haven't gotten there yet, and there's a lot of work between the point that they're at and actually getting there, but because they have a very, very clear path, they don't have the tension that you would typically see in young adults based on the fact that they're being torn in different directions, so to speak. This is more or less what they ever told him. Now, what I want to say in answering the question, um, if, you know, the Rebbe wants Teira Tmimah, no question about it. Nahama Benama, Teira with Teira, Chesidus with Chesidus. How do you prepare a world for a child for the real world? And uh, again, let's repeat that the Rebbe is not doing this because he wants us to suffer. The Rebbe is doing this because he wants, because he appreciates the immortal Jew, the timeless Jew, and the timeless Jew is preserved by the timeless Jew being Jewish first and foremost. But it's still a question. So I'm going. To, I think the answer to the question is: what we need to teach our children is the value of hard work. And the hard work, as they're growing up, is in Yiddishkeit, is in Torah, is in Tefillah, is in Shemitah Sazman. In other words. I don't think that the, the balance between raising Yidin and raising people who live in the real world has to do with exposure to the real world. I, I certainly don't think that ever thinks so. But I think if we teach our children hard work, in Yiddishkeit, in Teirah Mitzvah, when you work hard in one thing, you develop yourself as, as a serious person, as a responsible person. When you face new challenges, even if you're totally unprepared for them, you have the basic skills, the most important skills. And I think this is the answer to the question. If I'm supposed to raise my child only in Yiddishkeit and Hasidus, how am I preparing him for the real world? Because I'm teaching him how to be a person. Which means practically, what I'm not allowed to happen to my child as a teenager, as a young adult, is that he should waste his time. Because if he wastes his time, it's not only that he's wasting very useful time that should be used to learn Torah and to become more of a Jew, he's wasting time that is part of making him into the kind of mensch that could deal with the real world. But I don't think that the Rebbe holds that in preparing our children for the real world, 
We should, the Rebbe doesn't believe in inoculation in this case. To expose our children to the real world, for them to learn what the real world is. We have to teach them the values of hard work and responsibility. And when they face those challenges, they will meet them. If I may add one more little thing to the answer to the question. I don't think our children are naive. Our children are certainly less naive than we are. In other words, our kids growing up, even if we follow the Rebbe's regime exactly, which is we raise them with Torah and Chassidish values exclusively, they know what's going on in the world. They know what's going on in the world because it's not happening outside, it's happening all around them. We do our best to protect them, to create a safe environment, a, a pure environment, a holy environment. But by and large, they're not naive. They don't know, not know what the real world is. Yeah, Elam is tough. Elam is tough. But being a Yid is much more important. And the Rebbe Shtel, the Rebbe's approach to it is Chinuch uh, Al I hope this answers the question, number one, and I hope this answers the question without being offensive. Number two.